0: Full transparency. I understand the world better than anyone. There's sounds in the sky. The rapture is coming. Yeah. There's lizard people out there. We had a shop in Mormon when we lived in Mormon. Our family was in Mormon. Full fists are swinging by my face. I'm like, and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent, tangent whatever the word is. Nothing that's great in life is, is easy, you know?
1: Yeah. There's a nice quote that I feel like you're on your way to say.
0: <laughs> so I got a question for you. Are you ready to down? Yeah. That? What's up? Because you've been a you've been a dog owner longer than I have, and I just want to know what proper etiquette is. So, hit them when when you walk your dog. Let's say you're walking in town here, residential. You're walking on the sidewalk. Your dog naturally goes on people's lawn, right? Yeah. Um, is it okay to let? Here, let me back up. If, you, if your dog shits on somebody's lawn, like, for sure have bags with you. Yeah. For sure pick up shit. It's called respect. Yeah. But do you let your dog piss on people's lawn? Not if it's a nice lawn.
1: Okay. If I, like, actually can tell that these people, like, take a lot of time and make their lawn look nice, yeah. then I'll just yank her off the lawn. Yeah. And I just, like, won't really let her piss on it. But if it's just, like, a lawn that looks just super basic and yeah. normal, yeah. then I don't care. Yeah, that's... But I'll, I literally will make that judgment call yeah. where it's, like, if I'm walking in a certain area and it's, like, yeah, maybe somebody, like, you can just tell they have a beautiful lawn. They probably care that if there's, like, a yellow patch there, yeah. then I'm, like, hey, hey like, and I'll kind of tug her and I'm, like, just go on the sidewalk or something, you know? Yeah, because it
0: will leave a yellow patch, I suppose, eh? I think
1: some dogs are more – I think some dogs – I think female <coughs> dogs have more acidity or, um, okay. like, acidic
0: shit in their bis I think. Which Could, would make it – Change the color exactly. Yeah, so like when
1: Layla pissed in our backyard, she
0: destroyed everything. Yeah, you know. Now that my snow melted, I have like forty yellow spots all yeah. over my lawn. So that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm asking is because last okay, so we got Coco last May, and sometime last summer I, was, I walked by this person's house in Mormon, and Coco was just taking a little squirt. just tiny dog, obviously. And, uh, they started knocking on the window and I couldn't see inside, but I heard like the knocking and I'm like, I don't know, like, are they trying to say hi? Are they trying to say get the hell off my lawn? You're just like
1: waving at them. They're like, yeah, get the fuck. (laughs)
0: And I, and I didn't know, I was, I was just making the assumption that they're probably like, get your dog off our lawn. So nothing happened. They never came outside. I walked. I was like, that was weird. That was kind of a bad vibe. And then anyways, this year, last week, um, Natalia and I were walking the dog, the same people. And I'm a respectful guy. Like, I take care of my yard, too. And, you know, I don't know. It wouldn't bother me, personally, if a dog pissed on my front lawn. Right. But, obviously, if it shits, clean it up. Yeah. But, again, Coco's small dog taking a squirt. And they started knocking again. And and I think i seen them do this, like, get out of here kind wow. of thing. And I kind of, like, my blood started to boil a bit. Appreciate I kind of got mad. And I was... Uh, <laughs> I just started like waving. I couldn't see them because, again, it's light outside. I can't see you. I can just see your hand. I started waving and I was just like, I was kind of hoping they could come outside so we could talk. And I didn't want it to be like a confrontation where, you know, we fight on your front lawn. But I was just going to say, look, if my dog was to take a shit, like I would never leave shit on your lawn. But I don't think this tiny dog squirting a pee is going to do anything. And maybe they would have convinced me otherwise. Like, hey, we have pride in our lawn. It was an okay lawn. It wasn't like a super well-groomed lawn. It was just a normal lawn. Yeah. But I didn't know. I'm like, you know, people walk their dogs every day all the time around town yeah is it is that normal do you let your dog pee on lawn or not well and i like i
1: let layla always walk on grass because she's old and it's just better for their paws i think like i don't like when she clicks around on the concrete and shit so like i just let her walk on people's lawn all the time but yeah i I just try to like make that quick judgment if i'm like if i see like a really like prestigious lawn like my grandpa apparently got like awards for nicest lawn in the city yeah (laughs) he's in the paper he's like all yeah yeah so like if you see a lawn like that, like maybe like don't yeah. let your dog piss on it. But yeah, I feel like if, unless you have a prestigious, perfect lawn, like yeah. bro, I've seen people like on Spadina cut their lawn with scissors. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Bro. Yeah. You know, I might let Layla piss on your lawn just cause <laughs> you do that.
0: If it's like too good, it's <laughs> yeah, like okay dude. you go over. <laughs> There's like a fine line. Right? Yeah. If it's like too good, yeah. I'll do it just to fucking get under your skin. Yeah. That's a good rule of thumb, though. It's just like be aware. You know, maybe if they have a lot of pride in it, just yank your dog and walk to the next lawn. But yeah, they need to. They need texture to, to take a pee. They're not just gonna pee on the street or on it's the so sidewalk. They, so they'll have to. They need to
1: go so bad if they're just gonna piss on the yeah. sidewalk. You know.
0: That's the thing. If you live in a city or a town, and it's like you can't just walk on the street the whole time. So. Well, exactly, and there's signs you can get that you can
1: pluck in your yard that literally will have like a sign of like a mm, dog peeing with like a big X on it, and then
0: you know you're like, okay, yeah. these people don't want your dog to piss, yeah. and they're totally fine. You know? And I would at least like if they maybe came outside and were like. Hey, we take a lot of pride in our lawn. We, we depreciate if you don't. And I'd be like, okay, it won't happen again. Yeah, I'd but, be like, okay, I know that that's what they want now. But but just the banging on the window and then the hand gesture of this, you're like, man, that pisses Dude, me off. <laughs> and like, you know, I'm not trying to get out, out of the gate all negative here, but it just reminds me of this old couple who has nothing better to do. Right. And they're just crotchety. And yeah. It's almost it's like do you guys ever leave your house? It's almost like they're just always there right. looking out their windows Yeah, and those types of people it's like man get out of here There's people like that <laughs> so at our
1: condo and like I'm totally judging these people But just just hear me out here. It's just and again I have nothing really to say other than I'm judging them. I'm just assuming this is their lifestyle yeah. So this these two people, you know, you can just tell like people they just have a very bad diet. They don't exercise. Their skin is almost just like pasty and flaky. And like, they're just, they don't look healthy at all. And I see them walking in and out with like fast food all the time, whatever. But like just their appearance, their appearance is like, that of a very unhealthy person i see them they'll stand there with like the worst posture and they'll just smoke these vape pens and blow out cloud smoke that is just whites out the neighborhood hate it it's so (laughs) thick man and i'm in my head i'm just like man i feel like those are the types of people that just like they just don't, they got like their, their shows they watch on TV. Like maybe they work. I'm not sure, but just hibernation, they just consume. dude, they just consume, <laughs> they just puff on that fucking vape pen and they eat out, they order, like skip the dishes. And I, and it's funny because I'm sometimes I'll walk Layla and I heard them talking the one time and like, this is what people that do nothing do. Like they were just like. I wonder who drives like that vehicle, and then they just were just wondering who drives each vehicle in their neighborhood. You know, <laughs> it's like who cares? Yeah, you know, but they're just like that was their conversation. That's you know? their concern. Yeah,
0: man, those classics that people smoke and blow out those strawberry clouds—it's the dumbest shit to me. I hate it, and I'll judge you. I'll a judge you, thousand percent, man. If, if you just vape all the time, that yeah. it, judging it, you, judging you, judging. You know that. what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah. But what's that is it Tom Segura that yeah you know, that one bit he does where it's like some people suck. Yeah. yeah. You know in that movie with theater? With the waiter with
1: the or I thought it was like a waitress or something.
0: Yeah, it was like a server. You no, know, it was it was at the movie theater with the baby crying and Tom's like, You let people in here with babies. Oh yeah. The guy working there he's like, right. Some people suck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Yeah, good point.
0: And and you know, like these people again, I'm just being like really judgmental right now, but cause I've kind of seen them outside before and it, you know, just always looking for something to complain about always at home, not doing anything. It reminds me of in 2016, I general contracted that house and sold it, you know, that spec build and I sold it to these people, this old couple. And they were the crotchetiest people ever. And you know, like you learn things sometimes it's like, that was one of those life lessons where some people just aren't, Even though you're going to get paid a commission and sell your house, some people just aren't worth working with because of all the stress that they can bring into your life. Energy vampires. And these were the type of people that picked everything apart. And one of the things that we negotiated in a term was that I was going to get the driveway poured for them before possession. So these are the type of people, you know, they find out two weeks after we make this agreement that that's the date. I don't know how they found out. That's the date the contractors are gonna come and pour the concrete driveway. They're probably walking by on occasion and it's like, okay, the rebar's out, they'll probably be here any day. And they just go stand over the concrete workers' shoulders as they're pouring the driveway and they're just like standing there on the street and like telling them how to do it and Um, which way to brush. And it's like, you guys like.
1: I I think people like that, I dealt with that when I was selling cars. And I feel like a lot of those people, like they, they always want to feel like they're winning, like they're, they they have the advantage or like yeah. they're in control, in control. But like, what happens is like you, you come here, and even if we, like, actually gave them a good deal when we worked there, like yeah. sometimes we would, <laughs> and these people would like nickel and dime and just get us to the point where like the salesman's, the salesman is hardly making any money, the dealership is hardly making any money, the people buying the vehicle kind of doesn't really like the salesman or the dealership because they've been just back and forth negotiating the whole time. And at the end of it, lo and behold... (laughs) Uh, At the end of it, these people get the deal they want, but they're stressed out. They're in bad energy state. The salesman's pissed off because he just got withered away and drained. The dealership's like, just take the car and get out of here. Nobody even wins. Like, sure, maybe financially you win, but was was it worth it? Exactly. (laughs) Like, bro, sometimes it's just better to like be a little bit, even if you can pay like a little bit more. Yeah. You're still paying the salesman for their time and energy. Yeah. Like somebody needs to get paid. Yeah. But man, man, some people just grind you down yeah. just because they want to be like, oh yeah, yeah, like we we won.
0: But like you're both stressed, yeah, and you're at a car dealership for twelve hours that yeah. day. And and in those type of situations, they usually don't appreciate the discount anyway, right? Like exactly. they, they don't even. It's not about it. the discount
1: exactly. Like half those people, like they made they made a shitload of money. It wasn't even the discount. It was literally just
0: to control and like to win. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I don't like those people. Yeah, man. There's a cost to do in business. Like, yeah, it, it's it's. I love when people are just easygoing, and they understand there's a cost of doing business. You know, they'll pay you your price. If you get their services, you pay them their price and they just don't take things so seriously and they move along and this is life and we're all going to die one day. Like some people just grasp onto the littlest things and make everything so difficult. It's frustrating. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Hey, bare knuckle fighting.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) <laughs> Just change it, immediately. <laughs> man. I'm young becoming Luke a fan. Or young Mike, or did you watch? Did you watch it? Did you see I the didn't fights? watch. I wanted to
0: watch it, but I didn't watch it.
1: Man, right. I tuned in at the right time. So I, I, um, I tuned in right when Chad Mendez was fighting Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, and then the next fight was Luke Rockhold and Mike Perry. Yeah, I've actually never watched an event. I've only seen the highlights like on Instagram yeah. or TikTok or YouTube. So I'm, I'm watching the event now. And like streaming it or.
0: Yeah. Okay. Gradually. Okay. I was just curious because I was like, I don't know how to watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you paid for it. Okay. They literally
1: they're like one though, they post it for free the next day. So it's already on YouTube. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can go watch it on YouTube. Um anyway, so I'm I'm watching it and it's kind of the first time I'm actually like seeing the event and how everything's done. And I'm like, man, like this this like bare knuckle fighting is like it might take off. It might like start to be one of the biggest fight organizations in the world one day. So I'm watching it and they they've played a bunch of the highlights previously. And man, like exciting fights. And there's a n- couple of reasons for it. For one, they're getting really good talent. They're getting really good fighters with yeah. big names, right? Think about those two fights you mentioned. Yeah. That's like UFC Dude, those are pay-per-view, pay-per-view shit. Massive fights. Yeah. In the, st- in the audience, like, you see Conor McGregor sitting there with yeah. all his boys and a bunch of other, like, you know, huge celebrities, so yeah. that always helps, have the influencers there, Yeah. but what I love that the bare-knuckle fighting is doing, and Eddie Alvarez, uh, when they did the post-fight press conference, him and Chad Mendez are sitting just like you and I, right, buddy-buddy next to each other, passing the mic back and forth, like, they're bros, Damn. like, like, MMA legends sitting there talking after their fight, yeah. Um, Eddie Alvarez said, he's like, I honestly think this is going to be the biggest fight organization in the world. He's like, the reason I say that is because so many people are like, they have a lot of respect for the ground game. But visually, there's it's just so hard to get a massive fan base to really like appreciate jujitsu and wrestling and grappling. Mm-hmm. But he's like, man, there's something about the intensity of a bare knuckle fight when you're in this little ring. With Two-minute rounds and that's what Eddie Alvarez said. He's like nobody's supposed to fight for 25 minutes, man Yeah, it's too long like bro, you know how hard that is to fight for 25 yeah, minutes imagine. even 15 minutes yeah. Like I've fought for 15 yeah. minutes before I'm like hey, let's wrap this shit up yeah. Like how it's much time, man. how many how much more do you want to see just humans chuck bones at each other? Yeah. Whereas these short two-minute rounds? man the action and like the intensity, I was like, oh, like every combo that like Eddie would throw or like Chad Mendez would throw, man, you're like on your feet, like yeah. squeezing
0: your hands, being like, oh shit. Like one shot, it could be over. Yeah, there's a sense of urgency and they're not worried about gassing, so that first punch is like all in.
1: That's what they said. Yeah. They're like, we know we can give you guys, like the fans, everything in that yeah. two minutes. Like we know we have the gas tank for that. Yeah. So Three two minute rounds? I think it's three twos. If it's a title fight, it might be five twos. Okay. But but regardless, I mean 10 minutes. Exactly. Right? Like that's yeah. that's fucking yeah. doable. Yeah. Especially when it's two minute rounds with a break, two-minute round break. But man, like fun fights. Yeah that Eddie Alvarez and Chad Mendez fight was a split decision. They both knocked each other down twice. There's Damn. 15 seconds left. And uh Chad Mendez knocks Eddie down, and then Eddie knocks him
0: down with like 15 seconds left wow. in the fight. I was that's like That's a crazy Whoa. fight, those two. Dude, it's it was a good, good match. wild. Um, I, I actually watched Chad Mendez's first bare knuckle fight against this other guy i watched it on youtube like last week and yeah like he knocked the guy down like three or four times i was like man
1: it's crazy, it's crazy, man. And, like, yeah, just how selective you have to be with your shots, with the bare yeah. knuckles. Like, I was watching the interview, and Eddie Alvarez, that's the one biggest knock that I don't like is just the hand protection. I'm like, man, these guys are just, you're breaking your hand every time. Yeah. There's no way around that. Like, Eddie yeah. Alvarez's hand was just a big balloon. Damn. It just puffed yeah. up. Definitely broken. Yeah. You know? Like, you can't prevent
0: that. Yeah, hands aren't supposed to, like, go no, through that, No, dude, you know? yeah. Um, what I... I I heard Luke Rockhold like quit. He cracked his teeth or something. Yeah. Broke his front
1: tooth right in half.
0: Really? Like first round or did Um, did you see that one?
1: Yeah, I did. Uh, was it the first or no, I think I want to say it was the second round.
0: I was interested to know what happened. Mike Perry against Luke Rockhold. Mike
1: Perry's undefeated and he's, he's a dog. He found his lane. He found his lane a hundred percent. That's him. That it's, it's short rounds. It's action packed. Like he's just a dog. Luke Rockhold cracked him, dropped him. And then Mike Perry just gets up and just goes right in his face. And then, yeah, I think it was just the dog versus like
0: a good athlete and the dog won. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? um, Like there's all these little niches of fighting and, uh, Mike Perry's just that like street dude. He's just that bare knuckle kind of a guy. Yeah. He's not scared to get bloody, get in there. Whereas Luke, he, like, like you said, he's like more talented, but he's that athlete. Yeah. And I seen, there was a video probably three years ago where Mike Perry, he was a purple belt and he decided to do a, a gi jujitsu tournament and it did kind of vlogged him backstage and he was like shitting his pants nervous. Oh yeah. And you know, it's Rockled. like. Uh, No, no, Mike Perry. And I was like, man, like, I'm so surprised that, like, this is so intense for Mike. Right. And he probably doesn't get that nervous for Bare Knuckle, but he's he's just that dog. He's just fucking dog man he
1: seems so relaxed out there like he was like yeah he had a dope song that he walked out to i forget what it was but yeah he was just kind of like dancing around and like even in the interviews leading up to it it he's just silly old mike he fucked
0: up michael venom page too in that eh? yeah it's crazy yeah he's beating like tough dudes yeah that julian guy i think he used to fight in the ufc but he's kind of a bare knuckle type of a dude too yeah Yeah, that is tough dude
1: so yeah like of all the um the promotions like I, i love one championship i think one day they'll possibly be bigger than the ufc i'm not sure but i bare knuckle man they're coming yeah like they even had connor step into the ring and have face off with mike perry that's like Chris cool man it was yeah. kind of like this funny thing where connor was showing a lot of respect while also sizing him up and yeah, mike perry yeah, yeah. was showing a lot of respect while also sizing him up yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. you know they're kind of like friendly but also like yeah fuck bro like let's go totally hey that's yeah. interesting that'd be crazy to see connor get into that it'd be wild so why did they call connor into there I think I think be, they're just smart promoters. Yeah. They're right? like, we have the biggest fight athlete in the world. Yeah. Let's bring him into That's the octagon, and take photos and video, hype so it up. Let's get him to talk about it. And Connor yeah. literally said, he's like, I think this is going to be one of the biggest sports in the world. Wow, he said that right there. I think he still has a fucking UFC contract. Dana White's probably like, hey man, I'm gonna fucking like <laughs> dock you.
0: Like money or something. Yeah, no shit, eh? And I see Connor with the belt on his shoulder too. Yeah, right? yeah. They just put a
1: belt on him and shit. And yeah, he was just like, oh, yeah, man. promoting it like crazy. Yeah. So I don't know what
0: that's That about was in Denver. Like. That Chris Camozzi guy fought on there too. Yeah, knocked the guy out, I think. Did he? Yeah, I think he knocked the guy out. What an adjustment that would be. Somebody like Luke Rockhold who's used to, you know, setting up kicks with punches and, you know, um, um, first guy to fight. Eddie, Elver, Eddie Elver, and Chad and Mendes. Chad Mendes. Mendes. Yeah. You know, he's a big heavy wrestler too. Yeah. These guys to just get in and just straight box, bare knuckle, man. That's yeah. crazy. And I think they're getting paid really well, too. So that
1: was another thing Eddie said. He's like, I just love that they're taking care yeah. of us, man. Like, yeah. they pay us well. He's like, and then he said, he's like, for other fighters, man, like, this is, you might want to come here. Like, yeah, shit. UFC's not a straight up monopoly anymore. It's not, there, there's,
0: there's different lanes, man.
1: That's the beauty of like I don't know, is, is that the beauty of like capitalism maybe where there, there can be competition. Yeah totally, man.
0: Competition, like, it makes everything else better, more competitive.
1: Yeah, like as soon as you have like a stronghold on something, you that's when you start treating people like shit. Like once the UFC like there was a there's quite yeah. a long period where like they were so dominant that they were like we'll do whatever we want. Yeah. We'll fire you, we'll pay you whatever whatever yeah. we give you, that's what you get. But now it's like one's like, Hey, we'll offer you this much and now yeah. fighters are like, Okay, where should I go? I got options yeah. here.
0: It's just any, it's business, it's any market, it's supply and demand. Yeah. You know, it's like now there's more supply, so fight, so there's, the the, the buyers, or aka the fighters, have more say. Right. You know, it's if there's like five houses on the market, it's like, oh, you pay this if you want this house, bitch. Right. And we're not fixing these windows for you either. Go find another house. Right. Yeah. It's like. I like that. And also, whatever Chad Mendes is eating, give me some of that. Yeah. He doesn't have a neck anymore. Yeah, He's got that rock Lesnar body.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Still right
0: <laughs> that trend body. <laughs> yeah. Um, how's the how's the run? You did twenty five k the other day. Yes. I to ask you so about that.
1: that was my longest run yet, and I learned a valuable lesson. Okay. So I was getting somewhat used to like that twenty kilometer mark. Yeah. Felt like I could do twenty k with no water, like nothing. I could just do the twenty k, mm. and then I would drink after. Interesting. But twenty k is where the the hydration needs to happen. Wow. <laughs> and I paid the price. So I did the twenty five kilometer run. I, I, yeah, ran, I ran straight without stopping once to 15 K. Then I took like some, I had some salt tabs and I took a little like, um, uh, like sugar gel pack. So what is a salt tab? Is it something you just put under your tongue? It's like a chewy thing. Yeah. It's like a chewy thing. Just a bunch of sodium in it. And there's like some other things, potassium, just like a, like a little electrolyte pill that you chomp on. Okay. Um, I took that and I took like a little gel and then I kept running. And then pretty much right when I hit 20 kilometers, I'm like, oh yeah, I need water. Like I'm starting to fade. I can tell my body's like literally seizing up on me. So I, I kept running, kept trying to push. Driving on empty. Oh, yeah. I was running on empty. Like, Mm. yeah, too much. And then I I hit 24K, and I had the worst leg spasm I've ever had. I stopped dead in my tracks, and I stood on one leg like a flamingo in the middle of a field. I was just standing there because I couldn't put weight on it. Oh, my God. But what that 25-kilometer run taught me was how quickly a race can go to shit and I could potentially not finish a marathon. You'd be
0: at like 37 kilometers in and like your body seizes. Yeah. Up. And wow. that, that's, and so it really
1: taught me like a valuable lesson of just making sure you're prepared. Like interesting. And I know a lot of people are like, Hey you idiot, like bring water. But like, I don't know. I just was like, I, you know, well I, it's a
0: first, that's your furthest distance. Exactly.
1: And so now interesting. I know. So now I know to like plant like water, like some kind of electrolyte, yeah. like, in the track somewhere so that when I, when I run, I can just like quickly grab a drink.
0: Interesting. But yeah,
1: man, it was like, it was alarming where I'm like, okay, like this is like for real. Like I could literally do all this prep, show up marathon days on Sunday, 6am run. And then at 30k get a severe muscle cramp and just can't finish. Yeah, And I'm like, that can't happen. So I'm like, I need to like come correct. So, what did you do? You're standing there on one leg. I stood there for probably, and it, this slowed my pace down a little bit, but whatever. I stood there on one leg and I had to just massage this, like, because it was like right here. Yeah. And there was like a string that, like if, if I literally touched the ground with that, it went, it, was, it was about to like yank. And so I'm like, oh, oh I, ca- I can't even put pressure on it. So I, I hobbled over on one foot to the nearest bench. Jeez. I placed my foot on there and then I just massaged it gently and yeah. I just waited. I just waited till like it died down. I had wow. no water, I had no way to hydrate myself, yeah. I was out of salt tabs, so my legs were like we need something, like wow. we, muscles need like hydration, salt, so yeah, I just massaged it, and then I finished the last kilometer, and then I just was like, okay, I need to get home and like ice bath. So that was at like 24K? 24K. Wow. That happened, so I had one more kilometer to go, so I just finished the last kilometer, and then Damn. I'm like, yeah, hey, I gotta
0: get the fuck out of here. That's crazy, man. Yeah. So you just got in your vehicle and drove home, or you just, just walked. walked? home. And then you just had water? Yeah. I okay. I had water I, I was pinching salt out of the thing and just putting wow, it in Wow, is that crazy? Dude? Yeah. Dude, that's nuts, man. So so what do you do in a marathon? You have one of those backpacks with the tube and I'm gonna I'm gonna have something but I, everyone keeps telling me like don't really
1: worry about it that much cuz there is um there's aid stations everywhere like every 10k or so. There they'll be like a table with like Gatorade, water, like they'll have a bunch of shit there. Yeah. And I'll have like a fanny pack with like salt packs and shit like that, but um i got runny nose but yeah they'll um they'll have eight stations there there. okay crazy yeah man that's kind of scary it was wild man yeah but it was cool like it was an awesome run like i i felt really good up until there so i i think and again no knee pain no hip pain no ankle pain my feet are fine so as far as like pain goes it's it's just my muscles didn't have the proper nutrients didn't have the proper fuel
0: yeah which is
1: good like i know that like I I'd be more concerned if I had bad knee pain like with my knees were swelling yeah, I'd be like oh like yeah, this is like a totally. deeper problem than
0: just like get more salt yeah the muscle yeah it's different. so what are you supposed to eat before a marathon are you supposed to carb up in the morning or are you they say carb load three days
1: prior that's oh, what okay. I keep hearing yeah, yeah like you know just lots of like rice or whatever your body's going to be comfortable with so they said like the month leading up to the marathon like try to track what you're eating and just listen to your body see how like a lot of rice feels like maybe it's bread whatever the thing is that you're going to load up on just be aware of it so that come race day you're not giving your something something foreign and then running for four hours
0: shitting yourself and having an upset stomach so were you going for 25 or 30 i was going for 30 that day so, are, are you going to try to do 30 before? Next. So, this so, week is 30. So, what do you think, since there's no aid stations, are you going to, like, carry a water in a little backpack? I'm going
1: to plant you? water somewhere. So, I'll, I'll go ahead of time and I'll put, like, a water yeah. bottle somewhere yeah. hidden.
0: and then Yeah, I'll just, just hopefully he takes it. Yeah, just <laughs> so inject it with something fucking yeah. crazy. And then yeah. just water, you think will do it, hey, like, from seizing up? Or will it have to be anything else? Well, I'll have, like, my salt
1: tab still. Yeah. So I'll have, like, sodium going in, and I'll have, like, my little power gels. So I just I just need some water.
0: You felt, like, dehydrated yeah. shit when that happened.
1: Oh, dude, my body was tanking. Yeah, That's why I didn't do the 30. It would have been dangerous. Like, yeah. I, I remember feeling, like, it was literally, like, you know, a leather face with the long hair that runs, like, this fucking everywhere. XS.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, that dude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt. My posture literally was, like, breaking, where I'm like, man, I can't even hold my shit up anymore. Wow. Like, my back
0: is, like, caving forward. Did it feel anything <laughs> like... Like how you feel like fight prep, like when you're cutting weight for a fight? Um, Like a little bit, but yeah,
1: maybe like a little bit as far as like the body just wanting to shut down and not really move anymore. But it was more like, yeah, just my legs were like swelling and they felt insanely tight. Yeah. so i could just tell they want they wanted the spasm yeah so i was like man i'm kind of like i
0: don't want to just have like leg spasms and just yeah. fall to the ground that's when it gets dangerous too hey eh? yeah. like when you're that dehydrated and you could one wrong step you could get injured yeah you remember a while ago we were talking about that funny video where vince mcmahon comes out and tries to jump in the wwe ring and blows both his quads out yeah apparently did you listen to rick apparently like what he does is he sits in this back table for w- when the announcers are announcing for WWE and he's got them in a headphone and he's telling them what to do and don't say this and say this. Oh. So he was sitting down for about five hours or something and then something <laughs> happened where he had to run out. So he got up after just sitting oh. and that's what they're saying is he wasn't warm. He's <laughs> <just> been sitting <laughs> yeah. and then he waddles out there and tries to jump in the ring. But uh, it was, go ahead. I, I was, it's kind of going to change things a little
1: bit. Okay, before we move on from this, yeah. um, So one of the things that I learned, and I got two other things. We can move on. Um, So this is going to sound crazy, but I wasn't really warming up that much before those runs Mm -hmm. because it's just like it's fucking. Well, it's almost like a warm up. The start of a run. The start of a run. I always feel like Mm, that is kind of the warm up. That's another interesting thing. But they did say that sometimes when you don't warm up and you just start running, your heart rate can spike, and it's hard to like get it down. But a nice warm-up almost activates your nervous system and gets your body going. And something to do with the muscles and blood flow can almost help keep your heart rate down. It's like you almost warm up the nervous that system. That
0: kind of makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then yeah. when you start the run, it's like, oh, yeah, we're, we were prepared for this. Yeah. But if you just start the run and all of a sudden it's like, hey, man, what are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? all of a sudden the heart rate goes up and you're like, you're just running. Now yeah. you can't get it down. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I tried to do like a, a better warm-up this time. And I actually did run with Lucky that time. So we were, we were going for, I was going for 30 and I think he was just trying to go for maybe 20 or 25.
0: Like th- th- this last one? This figure? last one, yeah. Oh,
1: I thought he was on crutches. Yeah, he was like three days before. And then, the, yeah, he like just rolled his ankle. Oh, okay. I think he was like playing with like his niece or something like that yeah, and just like stepped on something. So he's on crutches for the one day, but then he went off and he went, did like a full hour of a massage and the girl like just worked his ankle. And then he did like another one, iced it a bunch and he said it was fine. So we go running and he was hanging in there for a while. I'm like, you know, sometimes when you're running, it's like, you don't want to like voice certain issues. It's like when people ask me like, how you doing, regardless of how I'm doing, I'm just going to say I'm doing good. Yeah. Like in my <laughs> head, like I know the red flags that I'm dealing with. Like I had a severe cramp two minutes in bad cramp. I'm like, yeah. oh, perfect. You know, And yeah. Lucky's He's like, how you doing? I'm like, great. Doing
0: yeah. good. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't want to be the guy. It's like, how are you doing? You're like, you know what? Actually, today's not the best day. Yeah. This just say you're doing good. Well,
1: that's just it because, like, <laughs> of like, you're running 25k. You're gonna be sore. Yeah. Like what? Like I'm. I, I know that your legs hurt. I know that you probably have a cramp. You're probably thirsty. You probably just kind of want to stop. Yeah. But we just keep going anyway. So he, uh, you know, and he kind of said the same thing. I'm like, how you doing? He's like, good. And then we we get about eight kilometers in. And then I, I, Lucky, Lucky's like, fuck, I can hear him. Like, he, he's starting to voice like, uh, the, the pain that he's feeling. Yeah. And I'm like, he told me to, like, yell at him a little bit to, like, get him going. So I'm like, Lucky, like, come on, man, let's go, let's go, like, you know, as we're running. And then he, I, that pushed him another, like, two or three minutes. And then he's like, fuck, bro, I got to stop. And it was funny because we're having this conversation and we're running like near Besbro and there's yeah. people around and like these, this couple could hear us talking and they're kind of giggling because here's this guy being like, bro, I got to stop. And I'm like, man, like, come on, man. I was like, I, I don't, I can't stop. I have to keep going. Yeah. And he's like, you got it, bro. Like, I was like, I love you, man. He's like, I love you too. <laughs> and this couple's like kind of chuckling. We give like a little fist bump and then he stopped. But I was like, man, I felt like, um you know, the movie Titanic yeah, where Jack and come Rose, back. yeah, come back. <laughs> and she was like, they're drifting away. Yeah. That's how I felt. Cause I wanted to stay with him, but I was like, man, I just, it I want to like, I got to do this run. Yeah. So then, yeah, we separated after that and yeah, yeah he's got a banged
0: up toe, but yeah, so, it's pretty funny. So did you guys, that was the last, did you meet up with him on the way back? No, nope. 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 that bro? was it, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it. kind of interesting. Hey, it's like, even when I ran with you guys, you, you kind of want to have like more closure, but it's just like, all right. And then it's like, you just go separate ways. And you're like, oh, fuck. Like I, <laughs> I wish know. I could have said bye a little better. You know, like, <laughs> I know, eh? gave him a fist bump. And, yeah. It's, it's, you know, it's funny, man. Um, anyways, back to that, um, Ric Flair podcast. It, it kind of, it kind of tunes into what we're talking about here, but man, there's something about just working on the legs and having strong legs. And, you know, obviously you running, you're focusing on your legs. You're getting so much working on your legs and it just, it probably feels good to have strong legs. Ric Flair said when he was, you know wrestling he did his thing was 500 uh just body squats every day he's like Jesus. every day 500 body squats and um damn it i just like to hear that and another thing um i was watching a couple days ago you know tim welsh uh mm-hmm. sugar sugar shane yeah, yeah. He's black belt whatever coach he said that um i don't remember what the guy he's a jitsu world champion he's a short buzz cup Uh, Brazilian guy, uh, classic jiu-jitsu champion. (laughs) Um, he's, he's like the jiu-jitsu guy that trains with Sean O'Malley and those guys. Okay. (laughs) And I guess he's got like unreal top pressure. And, uh, Tim Welsh was like, like, what's the secret to this top pressure? And he said it was like in keeping his legs strong all the time. Huh. And, um, it just reminds me again, things start flowing. And I think of Marcelo Garcia, his legs are like tree stumps and he's just one of those like pressure, pressure guys. Right. And, um, Huh. Man, it just feels good to have the good wheels. Like, I bet you're feeling it right now. Hey? It's your foundation, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's your
1: foundation. And, like, I, I, I really – I always hoped that it translates into martial sure. arts. And I would yeah. imagine if I could run for three hours straight that it would translate. Yeah. Like, even just having legs under you
0: that aren't going to give or, like, yeah. waver. Even for your mental confidence, it's like, hey, man, I can run for two, three hours straight. Right. I'm not going to get tired in this three-round kickboxing thing. You know? It's like... Yeah. There's something to that. And even just everyday mobility, like walking. Well, that's
1: why, like, it's one of the things, like, when I was lifting... When I was lifting weights, when I'm lifting weights now, like, I try to do leg day twice a week. Yeah. I just feel, like, you know, and, like, a lot of people want to avoid it. Like, a lot of guys will do arm day twice a week or chest day twice a week. I'm like, I just want...
0: I want my legs to be, like carrying this meat vehicle properly exactly it's what's carrying everything yeah and one almost doesn't seem like enough you have a good leg workout if you wait seven days by the time you get back in there you're like fuck it's been a few days too long
1: yeah you know and even if it's like not that much like that's why i like when people when i hear people do like you know 100 push-ups a day or 500 body squats a day i like when they're getting like lots of volume (laughs) like just doing it more it's like if you do leg day twice a week you don't have to like max out and like be a total meathead you could do like one really hard one wait like three maybe four days and then just do like a lighter one but get more
0: reps like get your legs doing that motion more you know yeah i went and did a drop-in with natalia last week and i was doing the front squats you know holding the bar like this they're a beast man i know we talked about them a while back um i haven't done them in a couple years but actually they feel really good when Mm -hmm. you don't push the weight I sure think I think if that. you push the weight, it gets a little sketchy with the knees, yeah. but even if you put 25 pounds on each side of the barbell and just, you ask to the grass and just right. focus on good technique and like, you know, having good form, it feels mm-hmm. good. You get a good like pump if, right. and it, it just takes so much energy. You just mm-hmm. have to activate that whole nervous system, you yeah. know, like everything's yeah. engaged.
1: This, this, uh, as you're talking, I'm just thinking about like running and I was, I, I was really impressed with this one person. So I, um, yesterday I did like a lighter run, 11K nothing crazy I was intentionally stopping often because I'm just like that's where I struggle with like every expert always says in order to run faster you have to run slower and I hear that and I'm like pussy (laughs) I go fast but then I'm redlining myself too much and something about science is apparently not very good so I yesterday I'm like hey run slow the game or like because I'm competitive and I, I like to push myself the game or the competitiveness is not to run longer. It's not to beat my time. It's literally to keep my heart rate under 50. Mm-hmm. That's the game now I'm playing. Gamifying. So yeah, now I'm gamifying my heart rate. So now I would run for yeah. like, I don't know, a couple kilometers and I would stop and I'd walk. I'd check my heart rate. I'd see it's a little high, so I would just walk until it went down to 100 and then I would keep going. And I just kept doing that just to keep it low. Mm. But anyway, I'm, I'm running and I'm like gaining on this girl who's a little heavier set. And we get to the train tracks and like I'm right on her tail and she like kind of runs up the wooden (laughs) stairs and I run up right behind her and she's going and so I'm like kind of taking my time I'm running pretty slow and I feel like she could kind of catch that I'm like on her tail like on her ass so we get down and she starts running. And she just, she didn't look back once, but I know she knew that I was there. Her her pace went fucking through the roof, man. Really? I was like, man, like she ran hard for probably another 6K. She looked like she was on the brink of death. Yeah. But because that little added pressure of like, I'm not fucking letting this guy pass yeah, me. Wow. I wanted to like walk off and be like, Hey, like fucking respect. Like yeah. you're hauling ass. Eh? Yeah. But I was like, I don't know if she's going to take it wrong or something. But I know for a fact her pace went through the roof when she felt that like added pressure. Interesting. It's so one of the reasons like I, I think it's fun running outside and like seeing that. You get like random bits of motivation out of nowhere. Like that was one. So I got pumped up from that. I'm like, fuck yeah. girl's like, oh, you're getting after it. I saw another uh, two old ladies, probably 300 pounds each, probably in their 50s, running, huffing and puffing, soaked in sweat, Mm -hmm. just fucking going. And I'm like, let's fucking go. I just got pumped. Saw another guy almost 80 years old (laughs) running yeah and i'm just like man this is crazy yeah like running hardly discriminates whatever your age size like obviously if you got some you know some other ailment it might um eliminate you a little bit but like yeah there's not many excuses
0: yeah it's funny how real recognize real or like like recognize like. Right. You know, if you're like, if you like driving Harleys, you know, you pass somebody, it's like, yep. respect, bro. Yeah. If you're running, you meet eye contact, it's like, good man, i here for, for sure. a run or good woman, I'm here for a run.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some girl actually just, uh she was walking with these two guys. And just by looking at them, I was like, it, it, it's funny because I remember in my head, even, I was like, these people look like runners, but maybe they're doing like an easy walk day. Maybe it's their recovery day. I'm just thinking in my head while I'm running. Yeah. And as I'm running, the one girl was like, good job man and i'm like yeah you guys are runners for sure for her just to yell that out because i was like going up kind of a steep part yeah and yeah she just yelled that out and i was like fuck yeah it kind of like pumped me up just to get like some encouragement
0: yeah you know it's a good vibe when the weather like we're in may now may 1st the weather's beautiful people are outside it's a it's such a good vibe even if i'm just out walking by the river if i see somebody running and there's a lot of people out just doing shit now it's just like it's good to see humanity out taking care it, of themselves. I
1: fucking love it, right,
0: bro? And the, that's the other thing, man. And
1: we talked about this before, man. I'm just like just about the running thing. Hopefully, it's not annoying people, but I feel like people are enjoying it. It's it's real. It's it's, it it's what, it what
0: the reality is right now. Yeah,
1: so. but um, so I, I heard this guy. Uh, do you know who Ned Brockman is?
0: Ned Never Brockman. heard of it. So Ned he's an Aust- yeah,
1: he's an Australian <laughs> Australian kid. I almost said Australian kid from Australia. (laughs) Hey. Um, So he's 24 now, but he was 23 when he was like kind of saying this story. But what got him into running, and this is what I love, man. I love it when people just take action immediately. They see something that maybe they don't like, get to work. This guy was putting a shirt on. He saw some back fat, and he's like, oh, you're getting fat take your shirt off, put your shoes on and get the fuck out the door. You're going for a run. <laughs> You're a runner now. <laughs> and he literally became, he, he was just on Cameron Haynes, podcast really? because buddy ran 50 marathons in 50 days. He ran across his own country. Jesus. So from one side to the other, he ran across Australia. He ran for like, I don't know how long, but he was doing a, I think he was doing a hundred kilometers a day. Young Terry Fox, bro, like better <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah. like this guy's a savage man. Yeah. But what he talked about in the podcast, cause like the guy, um, interviewing him was like, you didn't have a plan or like, like what was your plan with this? And he's like, mate, he's like, I saw back fat and I just started running. Like I literally, like, I'm not a, I wasn't like some track athlete in high school. I never really thought about running. I just, I'm an electrician. I just was like, I can't be fat. I don't like that. So I'm going to run. And then every run i just would realize that my boundaries were a little further than what i thought they were and he's like the whole thing the whole time all of my goals that i make it's just about me i just how far can i push this yeah i don't listen to other people i don't fucking care what you think i should do and how far you think i should run because i'm a new runner he's like watch this i'm just gonna run across my country and i'll I'll let you guys fucking talk all your shit but he's (laughs) like what i see a lot is analysis paralysis. People think that they need to start running. So they start watching form videos. They want to buy the best shoes. And they start thinking like, hey, what run should I do on what days? They think, 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 think. And a month has gone by and you've done nothing. He's like, get your shoes on and get the fuck out the door. He's like, it might be a kilometer. It might be two. But he's like, now you know. Like with my mom. Did we talk about this? Perfect example. Like we didn't know what she was capable of we didn't know how, how much she could run so we just put the shoes on she joined me we did 2.6 kilometers now we know now we know how hard that was how realistic five kilometers will be like maybe that's the next goal try yeah. to get five but like you start somewhere yeah you know it's like david goggins didn't just start doing 100 mile races yeah. i don't know where's he's a fatty drinking milkshakes finally he went for like that whatever he wanted it to be like a 10 mile run ended up being a
0: quarter mile and he turned around yeah that was his limit at that time you know man that's one of the best quotes ever is you know that paralysis by analysis yeah i fucking love that it's so true it's so true even with jujitsu you know people oh i'm gonna get in shape and then come i just have to get a gi and then it's like just get your fucking ass to the gym you don't need a gi we have extras yeah there's this guy that came in he's probably 300 pounds he's been doing the fundamentals class we didn't even have, we don't even sell gis big enough for him, but we did have one spare that was like an A5 or something. No belt, no pants. We just had this gi top that fit him. Barely closes, but here, use this for the next few weeks. He just throws shorts on. He can't complete doing our warm up when we're just running around the mats, but he fucking shows up yeah. every day. Yeah. And I bet you in no time, this guy's going to lose £100, a hundred pounds. Thousand percent. And he's going to be confident and he's going to be doing his thing, but... You know how uncomfortable that probably is for him that he can't even complete not even like half of the warmups and he right. has to step off the mat. Right. But he just keeps showing up. But that's and that's
1: the thing. Like the, the one of the things that I hear all the time is like, I'm just going to get in shape first. Exactly. That's like, the analysis. That's the over analysis part. And the guy, a guy like that who who maybe is like heavier set and struggles already with fitness, you're probably not going to get in shape. As quick as you would if you just went to class and did the warm-ups like he's doing. Exactly. Because now you have the added pressure of people being around you, right? Like you kind of have to do something. You got to work pretty hard. Whereas if you're by yourself, just trying to get yourself in shape to go to class, you're going to dog it. And
0: that's that's sort of interrupt. That's a whole other obstacle. It's like, okay, I have to get in shape before I try this jujitsu thing out. So now that's the obstacle. How how do I get in shape? Should I run? Should I buy shoes? Should I go to a gym? Should I look online for some fitness stuff? It's like, that's a whole nother thing to analyze. Yeah. And that's the gym
1: and like running too. Like, like people think, Oh, I got to get in shape before I could like run a mile. Well, yeah. yeah. Or like a marathon. Yeah. Yeah. But like just walk right around your block. Yeah. Walk a minute, run a minute, walk a minute or like whatever you got to do. It's just so easy to like, or not, It's, it's simple, but not always easy. Like some people will struggle with that first step, super simple, but like to actually take that step is tough. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was just cool when I was running, to seeing all the different people. I'm like, man, there's no
0: discriminating with running. Yeah. You just get goddamn shoes on and go. Do you know what I love about that too? First of all, that, that Australian story, I kind of, I can kind of um, relate to something like that. When I was young, I don't even know how old I was, probably like 11 I was camping with my family and this is a point in my life where i don't understand health and fitness i would just eat you know nachos with like a pound of cheese on them every day and just grab as many cookies as i could and eat them and i remember we we're camping and i kind of grabbed my face and felt like a bit of a double chin coming obviously mean, it wasn't like a real huge for me i was like what the fuck? i never had this here and being like i can't be this person like i don't want this for myself and being like okay discipline starts like tomorrow like no more cookies not as much like be more conscious of this and i i was just like being more conscious from that right. day forward of like i don't need to have a double chin right now yeah <laughs> man like that's that's the funny
1: thing is like we're like I, I feel like sometimes people think like they'll see a highly motivated person and they're like what like severe trauma happened to you that made you do this but like if you ask ned brockman like he'd be like oh just, just a little bit of back fat <laughs> like nothing that crazy. Yeah. It's literally just this one thing that you just didn't really like and all of a sudden it, it changed his whole life. Yeah. The guy's a full-time runner now. He, he, he uh, fundraised like $1.6 million for homelessness in Australia. Damn. Just some electrician who didn't want his back fat.
0: Yeah. You don't have to have this grand, grandiose story. You know? Exactly.
1: And like, yeah, I just, I love the simplicity and like typical, typical Australian, like the, the guy's got a mullet. So easy going. Bro. So <laughs> easy going. He's got a mullet. He just, he likes to run. He's an yeah. electrician. Like he's just kind of like a cool bro. Yeah. But yeah, when the guy asked him, he's like, yeah, it's just the back fat. I'm like, <laughs> fuck yeah. That's whatever. almost a better story. That's like the best.
0: Cause people can relate to that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Know? And I like the honesty too. Like I like that He just was like, I just, I don't want the back fat. I don't want to be fat. Yeah. is that's, that's not
0: wrong. Yeah, exactly. I want to be in good shape. Yeah. And so here we go. Can you imagine how hard it would be if instead of waiting till you were 10 pounds overweight, you waited till you were 150 pounds overweight yeah. to turn that battleship around and be like, okay, now I got to lace up my shoes. and go. Right.
1: Well, it's like the resistance builds up. Yeah. You know, like that Steven Pressfield shit. It's yeah. like the more you push something off, the harder it is exactly. to do. Like you keep telling your friend, like, yeah, like I'll, we'll hang out one day or like I'll come to the gym one day and you just keep pushing it off. That little th- thing just becomes so challenging that you're like, fuck this. Yeah. Going to the gym. In two
0: years I haven't seen this friend. We don't need to
1: be friends yeah. anymore. It's you yeah. know probably doesn't remember me anyways. Yeah. Man, there's a video that I uh, I saw that made me die laughing. And I wish I could do it justice for those listening and even for you just because I can't I can't impersonate the the look of the dog that they use. Yeah. So this really obese girl is she does like not food reviews she just eats food in front of the camera (laughs) she's a 400 pound young girl shouldn't be that heavy in my opinion fucking super unhealthy probably guys that jerk off to that they have like probably and she's probably gonna die soon but like she she does these videos and man i was laughing so hard because the look that the dog So maybe I'll just tell the story. So she's eating this food and she's unwrapping her like fast food. Like she went to like a fast food place and she's unwrapping it. And she looks at her wrap and she's like, oh, she's like, I ordered a a veggie wrap. There's supposed to be vegetables on here. And then there's a photo of a dog that comes up who's like looking like kind of like just lying. (laughs) Like he kind of has like this like vegetables you sure yeah but just the way the dog appeared in the screen while she's like i ordered a veggie wrap she's like there seems to be bacon and like all this like heavy grease shit and then she's like oh like i guess i'll try it and she takes a bite she's like hmm it's actually pretty good and then the dog appears again
0: <laughs> like <laughs> the skeptical dog i feel yeah. like i know which dog it is i was holding my stomach that's laughing so like man that dog punked that girl that's so funny yeah uh one more thing on the on the run thing um the thing I like about it too with that guy's story is, you just you just get up and go. You don't have to do anything like major. Like all you have to do is just go. Yeah. And it reminds me of uh, that Matt Brown story where Matt Brown was like partying, drinking booze, doing coke, kind of a lost soul. He's probably twenty and he's like, "What the fuck to do with my life?" He's like an angry kid. And then one party, he's like doing blow, and he's just like. I just got to fucking go. I just got to go right now. And he put on his shoes and just started running. Oh, wow. And like running from that party, probably whatever, six beers deep and a bunch of cocaine in him. He just, I can't remember. He, he told the story on Rogan like years ago, but he just started running and he ran like 10K or something. Wow. And um, that just started the momentum of good decisions to get to who he became. Yeah. You know, UFC fighter, this savage. And it's like in your life... If you're struggling with shit, you don't know where to start, maybe just lace your shoes and just fucking go. Yeah. Don't even think. Yeah. Just go. And yeah. you might last a kilometer, but sometimes you just have to like fuck a plan, fuck this perfectly written out goal. Just just fucking go. Yeah. Man, like and that's you hear this with this Ned Brockman guy. Like the the
1: the guy interviewing him was like a former drug addict. It's Rich Roll he's okay. like a really like yeah he's guy. really famous guy big podcast super good like ultra runner um but he's asking the guy about a plan he's like mate like my boys would just sit down and be like what should we do like uh, he's like i don't know this excites me like it kind of pumps me up to like run across the country like is it doable like has somebody done it before and then he's like if if somebody's done it before he's like i have the mindset of like okay a human's done it before that means i can do it yeah I don't limit myself to just like, oh, this guy did that. Like, I'm not doing that. I can do it too, then. I just got to work at it and like I'll try. But the one thing that I really liked about him, he almost did what we were talking about before, like giving himself permission to fail. Yeah. He's like, when I sign up for something that excites me, it has to be like an internal thing that I'm super excited about. Once I post about it, he's like, "I, I, I like the added pressure and stuff and it does like kind of fuel me, but he's like, I don't care if I don't make the goal. Like he's like, I'm going to give it my all and I'll, I'll do my absolute best. But he's like, I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing this. Cause I, I feel compelled to do it. He's like, yeah. once I started running, I'm like, Oh, I love this. I'm just, I need to do this to the extreme. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, when he's doing these big challenges, like running across um, Australia, like bro, he had PTSD from alarm clocks. Cause he would, the alarm clock will go off. And he said, even, even now he'll get like an anxiety. Like he needs to lace his shoes up and start running again. Mm. Like it makes him get like this weird nervous energy where his heart rates through heart rates through the roof. Cause he feels like he feels like he has to run a hundred kilometers every day when alarm clock goes mm. off. So like he he just did these crazy feats, but, um, what the fuck was going with that? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah maybe just like the simplicity of it like I just liked how he just yeah what what did you just? I I was just saying like just go
0: just fucking just start going that's
1: what he did yeah just goes yeah you know like it went from seeing back fat to just a run to being like oh I'm just gonna like talk with my boys and see what the next big challenge is. But it wasn't like this big crazy plan following like a diet. He's like, I knew nothing about diet, hydration, salt, none of that. He's like, I would do a long run. I would get a muscle cramp. I would Google something and be like, okay, I should eat more of this. I would do a longer run. I would get injured. I would Google something like, okay, I need to do that. He's like literally just, I'm just
0: troubleshooting. I'm just learning as I go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I I like, I love that like inspirational mindset to it. And that's how we should all think, Oh, this guy did this. That means I can too. It's humanly possible. You know, I remember that when, when the market was really low um, and, and like it was a grind out here from like 2016 to 2019, things weren't selling good. And you know, a lot of realtors, I, I overheard the talk and you know, somebody's doing really good, making some big sales. And I remember overhearing like, Oh, you know, this person, they were like mad that, there was a few agents that were mm. still doing good, and I remember being like, and I actually had to say to a couple of people like, "This is good. This means that we can sell too. Like somebody's out here selling. Right. Like there's abundance out there. There's business out there. Mm-hmm. It's it might be a grind, but like somebody's doing good. Right. So like that's that gives us hope. You know. Yeah. It's like fuck that. You know. um, scarcity mindset, right. you know, of like, it's a dangerous- oh, but I'm not that guy. I can't run across Australia. It's like, no, a
1: human did it. Yeah. And you're a human too. Do you know what? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't, probably word this horribly, but like, isn't it like when somebody is like shitting on someone who's selling a lot of houses or running a lot, there's a part of it that is like, they don't want, they don't want that person to prove to themselves that they're not that good at something. Like, if you're not selling that much and you get mad at someone for selling a lot, it's almost like, oh, that person is getting so far past me that I'm it's I'm just going to shit on them. Like, that maybe feels good. Like, it helps protect my ego by, like, talking mad shit. I think,
0: yeah, I think it's, like, envy, you know? But,
1: yeah, it's really just something of, like, I'm just not doing enough. Yeah. And, like, I'm kind of mad about that, so fuck this person. So, it's, like, yeah, it's kind of, like, a it's a really gross thing like if somebody's succeeding and doing really well whether it's like an athletic feat or like a business thing and you're just like get away from the car you know and you're just like yeah shitting on them it's usually just because you're like oh this person's pulling away from me yeah i think in relationships it'll happen sometimes like if one person starts to um, like level themselves up and the other person tries to exactly. anchor, like pull them down. Yeah. It's like, no, I don't want you to like get too far away from away me. From me. Yeah. Like I want you to stay in the depths of hell with me. Yeah. You know, it's so they a just real become thing. an anchor,
0: you know. It's a real thing. And it's, it's also, it might be related to that whole concept of abundance mindset versus scarcity mindset, right. where people think if you're doing good, you're taking it off right. of my plate. Right. Where you should be looking at it from an abundance perspective of there's enough for all of us. Right. It's like, the, like what Rogan did to comedy. Like, yeah. so many
1: comedians, especially from New York, couldn't believe that Rogan was so welcoming to other comedians. Exactly. Because, like, it, like apparently in New York, it was a very, like, just go get yours. Yeah. Like, fuck these other guys. Yeah, like like I'm totally just not, me. Like, I need to get the show. And, like, yeah. I don't want to have you on the podcast because if my guests see how funny you are, they're going to go over to you. But Rogan was like... Everyone come on my podcast because like it, if I'm yeah. just the hub and I can expose how good you guys are, like that's just good for comedy. Yeah. Like you said with the realtor selling, like that's just good for real estate. It means houses are selling. Yeah, that's it, it. There's hope. Yeah. So and then you know now he goes to Austin, starts that the mothership. Yeah. And apparently I don't know if you heard this, but Andrew Schultz was like, can we talk about pay? And Roman's like, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, I did hear. And that. Andrew Schultz is like, just already so knows like. If you're a comedian you come to the mothership you're taking 100% of the pay. Like Rogan yeah. started a business to not make money. Exactly. Like he literally That's Rogan for you. Yeah, and then obviously you need to make Rogan money to be able to do that, but yeah. it's badass that he actually did that. Yeah. Cuz a lot of wealthy people like, you know, they'll do some charities that maybe they don't really see the benefits from it, but like for Rogan to actually start a business and to be like, "Hey, if you come here, you just take your money. You just take whatever, all of it." I don't need it. I just want this to be like a really cool
0: spot for comedians. Yeah. And he pays all of his staff really good. Like, man, that's just Rogan for you. It's so crazy. It's, um, yeah, that whole, I love how he's always stuck to that abundance. And you know, you've heard him talk about that. There's been comedians out there who they don't want their openers to be funny so that they shine when they come on at the end. Right. Where Rogan's like, I'm going to bring Joey Diaz. Like I'm going to bring the funniest people. Yeah. And then it, it challenges me. It ups me. And, Why, like, why would I put on these comics who I know aren't funny? Right. It's like, it's not about me. Let's just bring the best. Let's bring the best. And, and look what
1: happened to comedy. Like, I feel like comedy is awesome right now. (laughs) Like there's so many good comedians and
0: most of us know them through Rogan's podcast. Oh, what he's done, man. Like, I don't think, first of all, people appreciate the fuck out of Rogan. If you've listened to enough and you know what type of person he is, you don't have to agree with everything, but you know what type of person he is. You appreciate him. But I think he's going to be one of those guys who, once he dies, people are going to be like, like he's like an iconic dude. Oh, it'll be like a 100%.
1: It'll be like a Tupac type thing where it's like he'll die and it's going to be
0: like, yeah, some legendary mythical thing where it's like, holy shit. The amount of people at his funeral who would come up and be like, people don't know this, but like Joe, rog- Joe Rogan changed my life doing this right there's like hundreds if not thousands of people who yeah. he's done that to yeah it's crazy yeah and you could tell he genuinely like didn't even care to bring up the money thing and schultz just had to he's yeah. like can
1: we talk about the money thing yeah it's like I, like i don't want to talk about people
0: that always come on the podcast and they're like i just gotta say like you were so generous right. in this way and that way and he's like he just doesn't like to just take the compliment. like no nah, i'm just a just a normal normal cat but it's funny
1: though hey like when we see someone who has that kind of stardom and, and power and money and stuff. Like, think how many people have came on the podcast and were like, "We, you should run for president." And he's like, "No, absolutely not. Like, I'm I'm supposed to be doing this, what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Like, that job's not for me." Yeah. But those types of people are usually the type of people that we should have in power. And I'm I not know. saying Rogan yeah, should be the yeah, president because yeah. obviously, like, he probably doesn't know anything about like politics, yeah. like, right? Like, but at this stage does biden
0: yeah like does trump, trump, trump like who,
1: none of these fucking we were talking about the rock running for presidents it's just a joke at this point but anyway like just that the character trait of like being selfless
0: and not wanting to be the president that's who should be right. the president yeah. where it's
1: like sometimes when you 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 think you're the fucking almighty guy mm-hmm. that needs to like be the ruler of the free world like yeah.
0: you make me nervous 100 <laughs> 100 you know and just back to one more thing that, that we were talking about there um you know, about people trying to bring you down and people having that scarcity mindset and you brought up relationships. It's that cliche thing that you hear, but it's it's so true. You know, if you're ever doing anything very meaningful and you're really chasing something worthwhile in your life and you're trying to break free from, you know, the, the norms of society, they say, you know, it's going to get quiet and you're going to lose friends and you're going to like lose all these people and be ridiculed and it's going to start to get really quiet. And that's how you know you've kind of, found your way it's 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 a true thing you know and i'm not saying like oh that's that's my story it's not but you can just see how it's a true thing you know like we all grow up around all these people and like when you step outside of that box and take some risks and try to like do something for yourself it makes people uncomfortable yeah people want to be like don't do that like stay with us stay in the small town stay at this job like don't think like that and it's a, it's a real thing, man. Well, and I, especially like just any pursuit
1: that you want to get good at, it takes a lot of time. And so your time goes to that. So you don't have time to like go out on the weekends, like especially right out of high school. I feel like that's like a stage where like, cause in high school you're in your clique or whether it's college, university or high yeah. school, you're kind of like in your group of friends every weekend you go party, but then like you graduate and maybe you like want to tackle a career and you take it really seriously the people that still want to party every weekend yeah. are like hey like why are you fucking you're lame man like this is like fuck, you know they'll call you lame they'll call you gay they'll call you all these fucking names <laughs> and you're just like all right man like i'm yeah like i want to do this yeah right
0: like working towards something.
1: yeah like this guy like he's like man i don't have i don't do anything but recover and run
0: yeah like
1: that's my life but i love it like yeah. i like to just put the shoes on and go but he's like i can't listen to naysayers and luckily he said he didn't really have any um But he did say that he did get tested. So back to this Australian kid, he was running. um, He basically hired his whole team to, like, be his, um, like, take care of him, like, his aid station while he's running and give him, like, water and shit like that and just make sure he's not dying. But he said um, he learned a valuable lesson about, like, temper Cause like, you know, you're down and out, you're in the depths of hell. Like you everything hurts. Your knees hurt. He said, his legs were shot. Everything was just destroyed. And he knows that he's got 700 kilometers to go and you're already in severe pain. Mm-hmm. So you're irritable. And he, I remember he said that, um, he told his girlfriend to fuck off in a very aggressive manner. And the girlfriend said like, you're scaring me right now. And his mom pulled him aside when he was done running. And she's like, if you ever talk to your girlfriend or any of us like that again, she's like, we will all leave you in the blink of an eye. She's like, don't ever do that again. You'll lose every single person that's in your corner right now. And she was like, gave him that mom fucking talk. And he's like, all right, I'm sorry but he's like, if she didn't say it the way that she did, she's like, I would have kept pushing the boundary, mm. but he's like, it showed me the important, the importance of like <laughs> team effort. And he's like, I was reminded that my girlfriend isn't here. Like she's here for me. Like this is yeah. kind of a selfish act. I'm running across the country and yet I'm telling this girl to fuck off That's because she's trying to sir. give me some water or something like, yeah. or whatever the thing was. Yeah. So yeah, it was a really good lesson for me early on to just be like, man, treat the people in your corner with the utmost respect because like they don't have to be
0: here, Mm. right? Like this is,
1: if you you want like people that you love and trust in your corner, like keep them there then. Otherwise you're going to hire some random people to just
0: go across the country with you and that's not going to be nearly as fun. Whatever you're doing, even if it's an individual pursuit, you you do need a team. Even if it's a small team, you need support. Even if it's like two family members and a friend, yeah. you need some sort of support. Like yeah. You can't let loose and just, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. It's cool. Well, should we wrap it up? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So uh, what are we at? 107? Something like that, bro. I got
1: it written down. I always do. Episode let's 107. Go. 107. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks for, for listening. Thanks for listening.